Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the professor of parasites. He's Dr. Damon Stoff. <laughs> <laughs> MP, how are you? Mate, there has been so much feedback. The phones are in meltdown I bet. after our uh, podcast from last week. We must have ruffled feathers. We've ruffled feathers. Yeah. We have got people talking. We've got people thinking. But more than anything, Damo, people want more. They want more of your wisdom. They want more specifics. They want more knowledge. They want to know what you're talking about when you're talking about high doses and the good stuff. And people want to know, well, what's the good stuff, Damo? What's the high <laughs> dose? And so, Professor of Parasites, right. we are doing a follow-up. As we said, we would. Good to what to do because you have ruffled feathers and we need to get to the bottom of this. Now, Damo, I don't know about you, but when we go to Ikaria next year, I want to know. I want to eat eat all the parasites. Give them to me. Are there parasites over there? Absolutely, there's parasites over there. Parasites live everywhere. That's why they're called parasites. They live anywhere where they can live. And you know why they live there? It's it's parasites like many, many sites. Ah. No, it wouldn't paraplegic. What would that mean? Para, multiple. Paragraph. Half. Half. Para. Half, half a side. I don't know. <laughs> Parachute. Half a shoot. <laughs> how, how are you and I going? Parachute. I'm what does para mean? Para. I don't even know para. what para means. Uh, oh, I'm going to find out. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Anyway. All right. Now, Damo, I'm not going to get distracted here whilst we're recording. No. Uh, don't do it. When no. we're over there, yeah. people are going to want to know. Uh, are the Ukraines living their great lives with parasites in them? But if you want to come over and find out with us and come on our expedition to the 100 Not Out Greek Island Longevity Retreat, all the information is at 100not100not100.com. We've got a great tribe of people coming. If you'd like to be one of them, go over to the site and check it out. We'd love to have you. Mm. So, Damo, mm. there is a lot going on in people's minds. I'm going to ask you a question in the form, in the similar form to what Tony Robbins asks financial experts when he, that when he wants to know the facts, but it's very difficult for them to give the facts because everyone has different situations. Yeah, yeah. This so is where we're at. This is right? where we're at. Yeah, you can't yeah. prescribe over a podcast because everyone has different, different. They live different lives, different bodies. They're human beings. For crying out loud. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the way Robbo, the right what Robbo asks this question to a financial expert, he says, "Look, if you're going, you, you can, I'm going to give you an example. You, you, you die. You can only leave your kids." 
a portfolio of um, you can't leave them the exact stocks. You can't say buy this stock and buy this, and you actually can't leave them any money. Mm-hmm. You can only the, leave them a portfolio, so it's like a percentage. So I might say eighty percent in stocks or index funds, ten percent in gold, and ten percent in bonds. Mm-hmm. So similar scenario for you, Damo. If you couldn't actually give a prescription, but you could only leave a portfolio or a, or an instruction for a portfolio for guts with a parasite in them, mm-hmm. what can you tell people, anyone, this is anyone, that if you have a parasite in your body, here is a portfolio of things to do. I'm not saying that any single one is going to be the stock that rises or the stock that falls. But if you include these in your, if you if you include the good stuff, because essentially what people want to know, Damo, is when you say more of the good stuff, yep, yep. people want to know, well, there's so many good things. What is it that you're referring to? Okie dokie. Can we do this? Oh, it's so difficult. It's actually really difficult because what I know I, well, the reason why I came up with this and, um, and identified this is because philosophically um, I was challenged by the whole let's go to war on our body. And I've been challenged by that forever. You know, when I've heard of people fighting a cold or fighting cancer or fighting an infection or now fighting a parasite, I'm like, the reason why this is happening in the first place is because we're at war with our body anyway, right? So the reason why a parasite can exist in an otherwise healthy body is because the environment actually allows it to exist. So just quickly, when we're trying to debate or understand the word parasite, I quickly looked up, and it's from the Greek origin, which is good because we're going to your career anyway, right? But yeah. We go on there. So we're going to be parasites of Greece, which is going to be great. Para meaning alongside, and sitos meaning food. So it's alongside food. That's what a parasite is. So a parasite exists um, in an environment where it can get access to food. So, alongside food. Alongside so it's not saying food. that it is an enemy. It's no. not saying enemy of food. That's right. It's an organism which lives in or on another organism and benefits by deriving nutrients at the other's expense. It's the same as somebody comes into your life and bleeds energy or bleeds your um, your mojo. You know when you've got those people that hang around you and they take more from you than they give? Absolutely. But, uh, but you call it a parasite. Yeah, but are they? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it is a, it's the way we t- describe them these days. We so, also might call them a, um, a vampire. Yes, yep. But I, I, I don't know. You've got me thinking, Damo. Like, you've just dissolved a lot of this emotional charge around parasites. Now I'm thinking that, you know, they're not – parasites aren't actually trying to kill us. They're not trying to suck our energy. They're not actually trying to make us – they're not trying to make us symptomatic or no. – um, The symptoms are us trying to get rid of the parasite because we actually need that food. We need that nutrition that the parasite takes. So a yeast, for example, is a parasite like candida. It's parasitic. It lives in an environment that it's not meant to be in. Or we would prefer well, candida actually lives in an environment it's where it's meant to be, but it grows in abundance and overgrows when the environment is such that it can. So in an environment where there's poor bacteria or there's poor um, hygiene or there's uh, food for the candida to grow on, then it will grow. It will grow. Um, the same as blastocystis or the, the same as fragilis or, uh, you know, any other parasite that we know of inside the gastrointestinal system, it will grow provided there's an environment that it can exist in. 
Think about lice, for example, they're parasitic. A lice will only live in an environment in the hair where it provides an environment for it to nest and for it to grow and then to be able to draw blood and to, and to feed, right? So, and they tend to like clean environments, that particular um, type of parasite, lice. And in the gastrointestinal system, where there's not enough bacteria to keep parasites at bay, a parasite will attach and will grow in abundance because the environment is potentially, let's just say this, too clean. So when we've gone in, we've annihilated, we've knocked off a lot of bacteria, um, whether we've used the contraceptive pill, we've used antibiotics, or we've um, allowed um, repeated infection in the gut to be um, left untended to, the environment is now in a state that a parasite can actually exist unthreatened and it just goes on to do its thing thinking well this looks like a great place to live it's kind of like the white man coming into australia and knocking off the aborigines it's uh, you know coming to live in this space that wasn't actually theirs in the first place the white man were in fact parasites to the land and have bled the land and ruined the land and actually pushed the the, the uh, aborigines the indigenous people of australia out of the land and now we're left in a situation where you know everything's now no it's not harmonious and it's it's out of symbiosis does that make so, sense yeah absolutely so when you when you're when you're talking about this when you're talking about clean and you're talking about you know you're talking about antibiotics and all the things which essentially like you say is creating this uh, without for want of a better term this clean environment like clean hair i, I see where you're going there but it, does this mean that perhaps we've been um now we talk about parasites are in the water. So it's a waterborne parasite. And when we went to Bali and we we may have had some water and all the rest of it. But does that mean if our digestive systems were or our, just, our gastrointestinal systems were actually less clean? So we had more bacteria in there. We hadn't been on our antibiotics and the rest. That perhaps that parasite in the water may have just gone in and gone out? Yeah, totally. Have a look at the uh, the people who live in Bali. They can, they can consume that same parasite the same as what we would, and they won't have a reaction because their um, their colon and their gastrointestinal system is actually adapted to the environment so much so that they can mount an appropriate response, contain that parasite or that infection, um, and eliminate it with um, with very little um, challenge. So, because when you're talking about this, I'm going, gosh, like I mean, I'm thinking about the parasites in the Pierce family, right? Mm-hmm. And the common the common um, description or, or I suppose reason is, well, yeah, you went to Bali. And it would have been in the water because everyone in our family has a parasite except for Derby and it's the same one. It's fragilis mm-hmm. and it's kind of just been, we've just kind of thought, well, we didn't have Derby when we were in Bali and Maya definitely came back with a parasite. So it's probably just been barley water, yes. but it's not, it's not the barley water. It's the environment that the barley water has found itself in yep, yep. where that's now been allowed to thrive. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think if we got um, Balinese feces, from a Balinese healthy person, and we had a look at the bacteria that are actually in their feces. We might even find the parasite might even be there, but we would also find greater numbers of different bacteria to what we would have in our feces. And this is what we spoke about last week, is that it's not that that parasite is the bad one. It's that because there's not enough good people in the world, so to speak, all of the focus and all of the attention is being given to the baddie. This is it. This is exactly right. Yes, and so... Because so little is known about the microbiota, only that we can talk about a microbiota and creating a biofilm inside our gastrointestinal system and that we're discovering more and more bacteria. We know that the quantity of bacteria inside our body outnumbers the number of cells that our actual body has by a factor of 100 to 1. 
because we know that, we understand that we need to create a a nice environment, but we still don't know everything that's required to do that. And so when there's primitive environments, in other words, when there's primitive information or primitive knowledge about um, a subject, a war takes place. So when you don't know how to reason, when you don't know how to negotiate, you argue. And so you start to take on a, or you, you get involved in a battle, which is what we tend to want to do when it comes to something we don't understand. Humans will go and destroy it. So let's take, you look at anything, we use any example with this. When humans don't understand something, they all attack it until it falls down um, and then they think they've defeated it until they realize that they've actually lost something that was really good. Um, and so you could use that same scenario for chiropractic. You could use the same scenario for um, understanding um, the common cold, or we could use the, the that same understanding for you know I don't know any number of things. Any yeah. number of you know it's it's that same thing when we don't understand enough about it, and the only thing we want to do is go and fight it. We create a lot of collateral damage, and the collateral damage. Say... <laughs> you were going to say that? No, no, no. Go on. Sorry, mate. The collateral damage. Sorry to talk over you while you're interrupting me. Uh, <laughs> the collateral damage that uh, we're creating is, in fact, more dysbiosis. So, regardless of whether we use antibiotics, antifungals, antiparasitics um, to knock off these bacteria, as long as it's anti, we're actually creating dysbiosis in our body, which is the wrong bacteria. Now, I've spoken to a bunch of different experts that we're going to bring together, MP, to actually explain this in greater detail. Don't give away all our secrets. Including a geneticist, including two different gastroenterologists. One's a pediatric gastroenterologist and one is a gastroenterologist specialising in faecal transplant. So we're going to have some very, very interesting conversations coming up in the future. All right, so Damien, because we're a 20-minute podcast, and I know we said this off the top, we're going to give people the investment portfolio for guts with a parasite. So I'm going to I'm going to lay you the I'm going to lay it down, okay? So that I I can make this as easy for you to answer as possible. Mm -hmm. So how old's Jackson? Uh, He's 14, about to turn 15 in about 28 days, and it will actually be, by the time this podcast goes to air, he'll be 21 days away from turning 15. Nice. Okay, so so you die unexpectedly, but it's not going to happen, but you die unexpectedly, but you leave behind instructions on how to live for Jacko, Mm -hmm. and one of those instructions is, Jacko, if you ever find yourself with a parasite in your body... Mm -hmm. This is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Now you can't say you can't use brand names. No. Okay. I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you some probing questions. Okay. Okay. You might discuss, assess your stress levels. You might discuss your other lifestyle habits, your exercise. You might discuss what foods you're eating. You might discuss your probiotic intake. Yes. Can you share with us what you would write down for Jacko if you were going to put this down on a piece of paper for him? Yeah. I can, I can. Now, we have to make the disclaimer here that this isn't going to be for everybody. Absolutely. This isn't prescription for everybody. It's parasitic infection. But the philosophy around, and I'm saying it's a philosophy because what I'm using in terms of my approach to manage this is not a contain and eliminate scenario. Yes, we might jump up and down and be excited when the you know parasites finally left our body and that could be really really good and for some people that'll be amazing because their symptoms will be gone but there'll be many 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 hundreds of millions of more people on this planet with a parasitic infection with no symptoms at all 
Mm-hmm. So, like me, that's me. That's this, me. This team. is it. See, Marcus Pierce. Everybody knows how much energy Marcus Pierce has got. How much energy? How much vitality? How much enthusiasm? How much gastrointestinal health Marcus has? It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that if he does the wrong thing with salt, we know that his response is more appropriate than not appropriate. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, Episode 118, folks. Check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to say here is that what we should be doing is creating an environment for which the parasite has less effect on our body, so much so that if the environment becomes so good that the parasite finds it uncomfortable to live in, he will disappear. He just gets bored. He's like, I'm done. He goes, going. this is too hard. I'm going to jump on this ship. I said it with a P. And I'm going to float on out somewhere else, maybe end up in Werribee, and I'm going to go and I'm going to find somewhere else to go and, you know, be. That's, that's what it's going to do because it needs to find an environment that it can thrive on. And you might find that the parasite might thrive in your body incredibly well as well as your body thriving incredibly well. Just because you've got a parasite doesn't mean you're going to fail and fall apart. So Absolutely. I would say to Jacko, I would say, Jacko, make sure your diet is beautiful. Make sure that if the food that you're going to be putting into your body is less than amazing, don't expect to feel amazing. Yep. I would say that. You know, if you want to feel amazing from your food, make sure you're eating amazing food. Pretty simple. And we're not going to get into diets, but we're just going to say, just eat real food. Can I tell you that in the Parasite Summit, we'll be breaking down information about which diet is best for your colon. <laughs> that, that will blow people's minds. Love how you give all our secrets away. I'm not saying much. Um, these are called like little, these little, little bits. Now you've just announced that we're doing a parasite summit. I didn't announce it. I just said it, and they gone. Did he say parasite summit? I hadn't announced it. Are we doing one, MP? <laughs> all right, colourful, beautiful, homegrown, seasonal. Just, just eat real food. Jerf it. Jerf yeah. it. Just jerf it. Don't eat Mars bars like Jan Smith said she did. Admitted on one hundred not out and got diabetes. And be surprised. Don't be surprised if you get diabetes eating Mars bars. Don't but then surprised. if you do, do what Jan Smith did and stop eating stop Mars, eating Mars bars. bars. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and if it's not Mars bars, go back to normal. That's right. If, you're not, if it's not Mars bars that gives you diabetes, then you know what gave you diabetes. It's no surprise. It's, it's not like there's a lack of information out there. Anyway, so eat great food. That's really important. Don't be afraid to eat cultured and fermented dairy. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. What are your favourite cultured and fermented dairy products? Going to be okay. Um, there's a number of them, and everybody knows that you know, cheese has bacteria growing on it. Everybody knows that yogurt has bacteria growing on it. Everyone knows that kaffir has got you know bacteria growing on it. And there's so many other different things that you could have. You could even have your cult, and it will be slightly beneficial for your body. Like there's not a it's not a problem that you're going to put your cult into your body. It's an expensive way to put one strain of bacteria into your body, but will it help you? Yeah, most probably, because it's a commensal or an appropriate bacteria that would normally live inside your gastrointestinal system. And if you took the acute and it was the thing that reminded you to take other probiotics at the same time, the other probiotics would probably benefit from the sugars that are inside the acute. So it's probably going to do more good than bad. Well, considering that so many people, every single one of us, have pretty much had um, antibiotics in our lives, 
that anything's better than nothing, right? This is it. You've I mean, got, this to, got make to add. We're starting from zero, so and you're making your environment more grubby by putting bacteria in there, which is more beneficial for you because it makes it less clean, which is where the parasite wants to live, right? So far, we've got eat a fabulous, fabulous array of foods. Yes. Don't be afraid to eat fermented dairy. When you drop the food on the floor to make sure that your vegetables bounce and roll away, so you haven't overcooked them. Yeah. Don't wash them. Just eat the dirt. Oh, nice. Don't worry about it. Just eat the dirt. I'm typing out the instructions here. Just eat the dirt. So what about washing yes. salad? What yes. about washing washing um, your vegetables? Yeah, you can wash your veggies. It's probably good to wash your veggies to get pesticides off if they're non-organic. But if they're not non-organic, then... What if you rip the lettuce out of your backyard veggie patch? The danger we've got here is that there are some parasites that are potentially dangerous for pregnant women. So I've got to throw a disclaimer in here because... This is for Jacko. If your wife or fiancé yep, is pregnant... This is it. If your wife or your fiancé is pregnant and you happen to have a cat, which I know you will, Jacko, because you love cats, yeah. and your cat's pooing in your garden where you're growing vegetables, the cat may have a parasite that if your wife happens to eat it, it can cause your baby to be aborted. So mm-hmm. you don't want to have that parasite. Like not all what, parasites. Do you know what that parasite is? Um, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, I think if I search cat parasite um, in humans. Oh, it's, it's to do with cats, is it? It's called ta- toxoplasmosis. I knew it would come to me. Thanks, Google. Wow. Yeah, toxoplasmosis. So that is a parasite that you don't want to get, um, particularly when you're pregnant. So yep. it's um, pretty bad for the body. So anyway, the, again, uh, it would be best to prevent it. And the ideal thing would be to not have antibiotics unless you absolutely need to have it. I know of someone who's been having so many, whose who's child's had so many antibiotics that they just get sick all the time. And then they have more yep. antibiotics, which makes them more sick. And they're more antibiotics because they stay sick and so on and so forth. Too clean, too clean? It's too clean. Like when we're sterilizing, we're wiping down, we're disinfecting and we're using, you know, all kinds of disinfectants and bleach. Well, bleach doesn't really do much. But anything else, like all the stuff that cleans off bacteria and we're washing our hands over and over and over again and we're not getting cross-contamination and cross-fertilization. Yes, that's been good from a hygiene perspective. However, we've become hyper-hygienic and that's created a hyper-hygiene response which now is leading to hypersensitivities like allergies um, and you know dust allergies and dust mites and cat dander and all that sort of stuff as well as too clean an environment and the bugs that should be growing on our skin which would protect us are now in in less abundance so we need more bugs play in the dirt more i would say play all right so just eat the dirt play in the dirt yep okay this is good just eat real food fermented dairy eat the dirt play in the dirt make sure you supplement in cycles from a supplement pro-bug. in cycles. What type of cycle are you talking about? Just, Weekly, fortnightly, monthly, or yeah, just until the packet runs out? doesn't matter. Just throw in all different types. There's no pattern for it. In fact, the bacteria in our gastrointestinal system didn't form in a pattern. They just formed as a result of the milk that we got from our mum. So just from the, keep them guessing. Just so, keep, yeah, just chuck them in there because all the ones that should be there uh, will grow and live in harmony together. That's, that's why they're commensal. They're like a community. They, they, they live and work together in symbiosis. So this isn't just changing, this isn't changing brands. This is changing strains. Yeah, which could also mean changing brands. Yeah. So you might have 
you know, the one that is on television with the little bugs jumping up and down. Um, yep. And I'd mention them if they sponsored us, but they don't sponsor us, so I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> um, you might, it could be another brand um, with a blue label with gold writing on it um, that has got, you know, child strains in it. It doesn't matter if an adult has child strains. It's actually going to be beneficial for the adult. It's just it's not a good idea for a child to have adult strains. Because yep. it creates things growing out of order. So you don't want to teach your child how to walk before they've crawled. It's the same as putting in adult bacteria into a baby's gastrointestinal system. It's got to be, you know, infant strains so that the baby's microbiota can establish appropriately. So you might start with infant strains for an adult and then progressively work through the infant strains over a period of time. So it's almost like you're being breastfed again with good bacteria, which would be great. Yep. Okay. I read a study That's the other good. day that they yeah. found that there's a 70%, I think it's 70%, 70% decrease in the amount of probiotics transferred through the mother's breast milk and the nipple in a mother who's been on antibiotic therapy. It's massive. When you say antibiotic therapy, you mean that they've had antibiotics once in their life? They've had antibiotics um, during the time during the time of breastfeeding. So with uh-huh. mastitis, for example. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so we've got just the real food, fermented dairy, eat the dirt, plain the dirt, supplement in cycles, yep. cha- like that's changing strains, eat maybe fruit. some strains to adult strains. Eat fruit. Eat fruit. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Eat veggies. Eat veggies. Don't be afraid of sugar. Don't be afraid of sugar. Um, so just, just on that, so don't be afraid of sugar, like natural sugars and yeah. parasites are okay together. It's not like, because it, you, you Google it and a lot of the, a lot of these sites are you've got to starve the parasite of the sugar. The the parasite's just gonna live in there as long as you give it sugar. So you're not telling people to go off apples and pears and grapes for twelve months or two years. You know parasites, most parrots most parasites, most parrots, most parasites don't actually live just off sugar. So and the reason why they go into your bloodstream is not to get access to sugar, because then get sugar through your colon, right? The reason why they go into your bloodstream is to get access to iron. So you've really got to try and block their ability to get access to iron and you use lactoferrin. And guess where lactoferrin comes from? Talk to me. The breast or it comes from colostrum from cows. So lactoferrin is a naturally occurring parasite blocker um, and you get that from having colostrum, uh, which comes from breast milk or from cow's milk. So are you going to write down for Jacko to take lactoferrin? Yeah, oh, well, that would be part of an appropriate probiotic. So you get lactoferrin um, as part of you know many different probiotics. Oh, right. So yeah. that goes back to the supplement in cycles. And the, and the type of, yeah. And look, you can also get pre and probiotics. So the probiotics of the bacteria, the prebiotics would generally contain lactoferrin. Okay. Yeah. So just make sure that in that area, it also includes prebiotics. Yeah. That's part of the um, supplement in cycles. Yeah. I hope no, people are loving this yeah, as much. There's so much more, and of course you can go and test it till the cows come home. Of course you can. Well, you can I've got to, yeah. So, and so you see parasites. You might see them. Um, Sarah reckons she's got it down pat. She reckons she's like, oh, there's a parasite. There's a parasite. But I'm like, I'm just looking for a. Well, she thing can see looking. them. Well, she, uh, she says she can. I'm not going to tell her she doesn't. But she says she sees these little like cloudy, cloudy bits moving in the water. But what I don't know. What do you? What do you? I mean, people say, "Oh, I saw this parasite." I'm like, "Really? Like?" We well, can see different types, like there's flukes, for example, which can be quite big, um, and there's t- and there's worms, of course, that can be. You know, obviously, they're quite big, and they're also parasites. But when we say they're quite big, are they solid in form, or are they like thin and 
you know, like what what does it look like? <laughs> well, it will throw the list. Doesn't look like a worm coming out of the garden. Yeah, some do. But that's a okay. So that's a worm. Worm. That's a worm. If you look up a fluke parasite, a fluke parasite is generally pieces all stuck together, and uh, and and they're like they're just a really weird looking thing. Like you can check them out. They're 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 crazy. If they can get into your bloodstream. Um, they're terrible. There's other other types of. But uh, how big? How big is that going to come out? If you do a poo, how does that big is that going to look when it comes out? These are these two little, I don't know, things stuck together. Uh, they can be, you know, up to a ruler's length. A Maybe, ruler? They could be six feet tall. A they can ruler? be huge. These things can be massive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're unbelievable. So, uh, you know, they, they and they can live and survive in different tissues within the body. The key thing is that you try and make sure that your gastrointestinal system stays healthy forever. Now, if you've got some kind of parasite, that, and I'll say this to Jacko, Jacko, if you've got a parasite that is taken over and it needs controlling, then you're going to have to control it. And if you've got to take medication to control it, whether it be herb-based medication or pharmaceutical-based medication, you better run really fast in the direction of pre and probiotics once you've finished that medication. You've got to oh. run really fast because the risk and the chances of reinfection is so high. It's it's crazy. You've just got to have one laser leg hanging around in your bed, um, and all of a sudden it'll find its way back into your body. There's no you can't you can't hide from them. They're they're everywhere. They're just there. You just got to make your environment so good that it's bad for a parasite to live in. So that changing strains point. Yeah. That is for me. Then that's almost saying that that's just perpetual. Like when would you ever stop changing your prebiotic and probiotic? intake well it's interesting we'll go back to i think i mentioned this too that cindy said it was somewhere between two and four years cindy o'meara our great friend cindy o'meara said that it's somewhere between two and four years to re-establish the microbiome um, following one dose of antibiotics so it could be for a number of years that you need to take this now there's a number of strategies that you can use to improve your immune system, including probiotic and prebiotic therapy, vitamin therapy, exercise, meditation, mindfulness, chiropractic. There's a number of different things that you can do to assist your body to improve its immune system. All of those things you can do. So you don't have to use antibiotics unless you're really, really struggling or you might be dying. There's no need to have to take yeah. antibiotics. Antibiotics have made illness convenient. So we can actually just get sick and then we can go take some antibiotics and it knocks things on the head. However, it, it's not specific and it will knock off a whole lot of other good stuff that actually helps us maintain our health and well-being, but also allows us to have a primary appropriate response to other types of infections that may be similar or that same reinfection. So if we don't ever successfully manage an infection inside our body, we'll never ever successfully manage an infection at any other stage without intervention. And we've so, got to try and avoid intervention. don't want to sound pessimistic here, but if I'm thinking, okay, I, when I... Last time, like, okay, if I'm 25 yep. and I probably average one set of antibiotics over the course of my life every year, yes, well, that 25 sets of antibiotics, yeah, and it's two to four years yep. to fully heal from one set, yeah. I mean, that's why I say this is not something that it's not even a one to two year thing, no, like, no, no. this could be 10 years, like, it could be again, I'm not sounding pessimistic here, just everybody just chill out for a moment, but this could be 20 years. 
Nah, it no. shouldn't be 20 years. It shouldn't be. It should just be a good, you know, you really, you'll find yourself feeling incredibly healthy, most probably within 12 months. And then from then on, you continue to rebuild. The trap that humans often fall into is that when they feel good, they stop. So, you know, instead of actually continuing to do things, knowing that it's a process and it takes time. But everything that you've suggested here is something that you're not saying you actually stop though, is it? Like, you don't no, stop you wouldn't, in the dirt? No, you'd still do all of those things, but you may not need to supplement with probiotics because once the probiotics are, you know, established inside your colon, they'll continue to reproduce. They'll also, yep. well, not reproduce, sorry, um, um, they don't reproduce. What do they do? They, they multiply. So uh, they'll continue to multiply, and as they multiply and grow in number, they'll allow other bacteria to thrive and grow and multiply, and they'll also stop the inappropriate or opportune parasitic infections or parasitic bacteria or funguses or um, flukes or whatever different types of parasites are inside your body. God, this it'll, summit it'll, is it'll getting stop bigger them and bigger. From being there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. This yeah. summit's just growing by the by the word. Every word you say, there's just another topic to talk about at this Parasite Summit. All right, so Damo, last question because <laughs> yep. yes. I know we've got way over time here. Yep. People want to know though, what in terms of in terms of dose, in terms of supplement in cycles, changing strains, they buy their probiotic. It says have this once a day. Yep. Yep. Can you give people some form of um, insight as to whether just to do what the label says don't do what the label says if you've got a parasite it's safe to have twice as much like is there anything that you can say here or is it very difficult to say anything i've got a yeah i can't be too prescriptive in this regard and we'll wait for this you know for the specialists to come on and you know give some advice here but it, it appears that when you repopulate the gastrointestinal system with a healthy colon's feces in other words when you do fecal transplanting then the parasites can no longer live in that environment. So it appears, and, and we're going to find out more of this, and the research supports it, and uh, there's a lot of incredible research taking place in Australia, which we'll be bringing to you. What we, will find, what we will learn is that there is some incredible success around repopulating the gastrointestinal system with the right bacteria to keep parasites at bay. However, that's not going to be available for every single person. One, it's costly. Two, um, the system doesn't allow for that many people to go and, you know, eat someone else's poo. And no, it doesn't happen <laughs> that way. But really, it's, 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 we're a long way away from making that mainstream. So it's still in its testing phase. However, um, with what we know at the moment, there's so many different probiotics out there that you've just got to put them into your body. You know, It doesn't take you much. It could be somebody sneezing on you for them to transfer a viral infection or a bacterial infection into you that it can take place. So if you think about the microparticles of bacteria that actually got sprayed on you from somebody's sneeze or the fact that you touched a handrail in Coles supermarket as you were going down the escalators and you rubbed it on your mouth or through your hair and it's now in your body. And this, this, I know, will freak some people out, but this is reality. This is the way in which we can all live together and this is a symbiotic relationship that we live in. It, it shouldn't be too much of a leap for people to think that if they take one probiotic and they cycle other types of probiotics every other day, um, that, that they'll start to get a, a more healthy gastrointestinal microbiota. Oh, Damo, I feel so much better after hearing all of that. I'm sure everyone else does. Do you feel good sharing all of that? I do. I I feel a little bit vulnerable because I don't want to be too prescriptive with it because everybody's case is different. So there are some people that listen to this podcast that I've actually given, I've given anti-parasitic therapy to um, because they've been so symptomatic and they needed some kind of intervention. And sometimes it can be, it can take time to get rid of these parasites. 
and it can be a two-pronged approach. But for most people, I would encourage them, particularly if you find a parasite and you're not symptomatic. And there's people listening to this podcast that I know have parasites and aren't symptomatic and are concerned. They're not too sure what they should do. The best thing you should do is put into your body beneficial bacteria and make your environment so clean that it's um, that it's hard for the parasite to live in. The other thing you should do is try to avoid reinfection uh, from parasites. So try to avoid having... Um, foods that would otherwise normally contain these parasites. So, if you're getting um, wild animals from the, you know, from hunting sessions, for example, you know, whether it be kangaroo or deer or whatever else you're hunting, it's it's possible and highly likely. In fact, you know, we do know that kangaroos generally are infected with parasites. If you're eating um, game meat, it's highly likely that it's going to contain parasites. So you just got to be careful because you could be reinfecting yourself all the time. Oh, I love it. Finish off with a curly one. Now you've got people asking more questions. Domo, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The tease. Thank you. It's all about oh, the tease. Tell you what, Domo. There's been so much wisdom shared in this podcast, but as you said, Damo, it's all about the tease. There is so much more to share, so we are going to have to get this Parasite Summit up and running. Absolutely. Before that summit, though, we have the Wellness Summit coming up this weekend, Damien John. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? I am pumped. I am pumped. You know, I'm off to uh, – actually, by the time this goes to air, I will have been overseas Mm-hmm. to America, to San Francisco, and I'm coming back with some really cool new information, and, I, and I'm excited to be sharing it when I get back. It's going to be a ball. If you haven't got your tickets yet, go to thewellnesssummit.com and see if there's mine. some left, and uh, love mine. to have you along. Have you got uh, I've got mine. I've got mine, absolutely. Yeah. Tell you what, I've got mine. I was the first one to buy it. <laughs> love it. All right, remember, folks, we'd love your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. The best way is to go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com. Check out all of the shows there. Remember, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out the website where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.